Hey, hey, it's Aiden. Welcome to another episode of Songs That Changed You. Great to have you with us. My guest today, Jordan Sincere. Now, if you're not familiar with Jordan, that's fine. Let's be honest. We all pick and choose podcast episodes based on a guest. Don't know who that is. Nah, skip that one. We'll go to the next one. But I'm here to tell you that no matter the episode, you're going to get something out of Songs That Changed You. So regardless of whether you know Jordan or not, you're in for a treat today. If you do like what you hear, I would encourage you, subscribe, check out some of the back catalogue, particularly Jimmy Clifton, another musician that we had on recently, and a few episodes back, Pastor David Hall, who has a huge passion for praise and worship music. So they're two episodes that I would highly recommend if you enjoyed today's episode. Portions of the day's programming are reproduced by means of electrical transcriptions or tape recordings. Songs that changed you. Welcome back to another episode of Songs That Change You, where we discuss a song that has had a significant impact on somebody's life and potentially changed it in a big way. And joined today by a man that uh, has really blown up in the last couple of years. He's a Juno winner, a Dove-nominated artist from Canada, Jordan Sincere. How you doing? Man, doing so good. Thank you for having me. Look forward to this chat. Well... Let's first introduce everyone to yourself, because I think, you know, while you're blowing up over in uh, America and Canada and things, I think Australia is just starting to cotton on to the awesomeness that is uh, Jordan (laughs) Sincere. So uh, tell everyone about yourself and and what's been happening over the last couple of years. All right. Well, we'll start with what matters most. Married to my wife, Heather, for almost 16 years. We've got four amazing kids. Uh, two boys, two girls. So our oldest, his name's Aiden. So that's a solid name right there. Good work. Is it spelt um, the same uh, as me? A-I-D-E-N? You know what? It has an A in it. Uh, A-I-D-A-N. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So close, right? <laughs> and then our middle guy, Liam. And then, uh, so they're, they're 13 and 11. And then our girls, Willa and Emery are eight and four. So uh, man, that is ministry number one. And kind of the overflow of that has just been this music journey that God's put us on. And um, so that really started in, in my home church in my small little town. Grew up in a very small little town uh, south of Winnipeg, Manitoba um, called Niverville. Okay. I grew up in a very musical home, but I didn't really gravitate towards music till I was about, you know, 14, 15, 16. Started in youth group. A youth leader just said, hey, Jordan, would you, would you like to lead us? And I could, you know, barely play the guitar. I'm, you know, a terrible singer. But I think I really had a, a desire to do this. And, and I always say this, you know, in our Q&As at concerts, if you are possibly maybe considering, thinking about playing the guitar in a youth group, you're going to lead worship. You know what I mean? So <laughs> you're going to be the guy. And, uh, and so that was the case. And, and you know, I, I was a very competitive kind of sports kid growing up and then shifted into music. And so once this opportunity came, I just put myself in my room, would practice three, four or five hours a night. And, you know, I, I recognize that, you know, I'm starting to get the hang of this. I'm getting good. God was like, yeah, you know, you're getting good. But really what you're doing is you're spending time with me. You know what I mean? And I think he really developed that heart for 
just the the quiet times, the worship times uh, with him in that. And that really put me on the trajectory to where I am today. You know, at the end of the day, I'm just a, a worship leader trying to work out my own salvation right through these songs that God has given me. And they're resonating with me. Hopefully they'll resonate with other people. I love that. That's awesome. Jordan, what is the song that you have chosen? Well, I already know it's a classic, but why don't you tell everyone what's the song that you've chosen today that's changed you? Yeah. So so in those moments, right, uh, learning these simple worship songs in my room, uh, preparing them for youth group or Sunday morning, The Heart of Worship by Matt Redman. I'm coming back to the heart of worship And it's all about you It's all about you, Jesus I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I've made it When it's all about you It's all about you, Jesus Was so impactful to me because it really revealed to me, you know, the the revelation that, that this song brought to me was, I have nothing of value. You know what I mean? That like, no matter how good I get, right? No matter how much I work on my craft to bring something of worth, that's not what God desires. He just desires that I would come, that I would spend time with him, that I would make myself known, lay myself bare before him. And also that I would not gain my identity through what I do. Right. Like, I don't think, yeah, Uh, God made us again to be human doings, right? Made us to be human beings. And I think our culture has elevated, you know, performers and, you know, celebrities and and all this. I would say that that's pretty true in most professions, really. Like we do get so caught up, particularly in the Western world uh, with, you know, it's the first question you ask when you meet somebody. Hi, how you doing? What's your name? What do you do? Because that's right. And and we put so much value on this, like, what do you do? And and your job is who you are. And then heaven forbid that get taken away through redundancy or or something like that. It's hard to know who we are as people if you don't have that aligned correctly in your life and things. Absolutely. And so this song really like you cannot carry that heart of of desiring to get back into the heart of worship and still carry on that identity of I'm going to be what I do. You know, and so as you as you come before Jesus over and over and over again in our quiet times, uh, for me as a young person, this really just it just created a foundation uh, of relationship. Okay, I am the child, and you are the father. You know, always, no matter how old I get, you're always going to be older than me. You're always going to be the father. I'm always going to be the child. It just really instilled a sense of identity in me that. Uh, again, I've just carried with me. Uh, we actually play this song in our set now when we play live. Oh, nice. It's just, it's just that, that importance, I think, to get back. There's so many distractions out there, like for better, for worse. Like I'm not, I think distractions are kind of neutral in, in the fact that like they're there to communicate a message to you. You just have to determine what messages are going to get in and what aren't. And uh, for me, you know, that chorus, I'm coming back. Right, I think we always stray. Right, my my heart is prone to wander. That that is the world we live in. Um, but just to remind myself over and over again to come back to to what really matters. So this song is over twenty years old. It came out in the late nineties on Intimacy album or Heart of Worship, depending on which country you're from. It was released under different names. 
So 24 years later, it's still having that significant impact on you. Was it in the 90s that you heard it for the first time and latched onto it instantly? Or has this been later on in life that you've sort of gravitated to it? Yeah, like I got into music. This would have been late 90s, early 2000s. So our church would have, this song was was the beat of their heart as well. Oh, every church sung this song. It was huge. Right, right. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but I was into like, you know, delirious, you know, anything that came out of the UK was just, it was just so honest. It felt like when I heard Matt's stuff, Matt Redmond's stuff, again, he, like I said about working out your salvation, you could tell he was working something out through this. He was actively pursuing a relationship with Jesus in his own way. And I think that's all I wanted. It's not a song that preaches at you. You know, it's just a song that is calling you to live a deeper life. I remember hearing it and you instantly have that connection because you hear the heart of this guy that's just, you know, desperate to get to know God and and desperate to like sort of cling on to him and go, yeah, look, I've stuffed up. I've, I've been distracted. I've done all sorts of other things, but I just yeah. want to get back to you and I just want to put you as, as number one. And I think that's, that's right. the beauty. It's such a simple song, but everyone can relate to that. Absolutely. Like we were, you know, we we're made to be needy. Right. We are like if, if God is whole and complete, well, then we are the, the, you know, the opposite of that. That's true. And I think this song is a reflection of, of us not putting our need in him. Right. It's putting our need in things that will never really satisfy. Coming back to that point of like, OK, God, you're the giver of life and I am the, the one that needs that life. You're playing this song in your sets. So it's obviously still having that impact. It's still having that reminder to you. Yeah. but. You're in America at the moment, is that right? Yeah, that's right. I wasn't sure if you're in Canada or America. I just had to double check. Yeah, we're in we're in Tennessee. We've been here almost two years. Well, the reason I ask is because this might be different in America, the, the culture, but I know for Australian churches, there seems to be this need to constantly have a new song as far as like, you know, you can't be playing any songs at church that are more than six months old, heaven forbid, you know, like you, you just got to, you got to, God's, oh, wow. do, God's doing new things. You got to keep doing new things. And, okay. Okay. So, so I can see the shock on your face that this is obviously not the case in America. I don't know that it's not necessarily the case in America. I think there definitely are churches that would, would have that same ethos. As a kid, I was always like, I want to go to the cool, fun church that's all about the youth. You know what I mean? Sure. But then you kind of grow up, you have kids of your own, and you realize, well, that's not, that's not church. Like, that's, that's, that's cool if that's happening, but I just want to, you know, best represent the, the wide demographic, you know, and truly represent who we are. So, I mean, yeah, do that new song. Do that new song for sure, but do the old one, you know, do the hymn. Right. Do that 90s ballad that, you know, yep. is still relevant. Yeah. You know, I think there's just a, a way to lead to lead well. And hey, if there's a Sunday with all new songs, great. All the power to you. But just remember that, you know, there are songs, you know, that, that you know, God has birthed through his people that are still relevant. And I think as we, you know, move in cycles, right, there are messages that we need to get back to. Uh, you know, this song being one of them. I think this is always going to be a relevant message, a relevant song, considering the pace of our world, you know. 
yeah, I can't agree with you more because I kind of think like we all read a book that's, you know, 2000 odd years, you know, 2000 <laughs> years old. Like, uh, I, I don't that's right. I think God can speak through old things. I think he can speak through new things. I think God can speak through whatever he wants. And if it is all new songs, great. But if, right. it, if there's some old songs, I don't think you need to disregard them um, because they still have God in them and we can still learn from and get yeah. something out of it. Jordan, you're a champion. Um, thank you so much for joining me and uh, you know yeah. sharing this amazing song. Look, when I was researching and listening to the song, I was instantly taken back to like a 13 year old Aiden. Oh, that's right. This is a gem. And, and right? then I was looking back through his back catalogue, and I was like, oh, that's right. He also had like "Blessed Be Your Name" and all these songs that were standards at church back in the day. Love it, love it. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's been a it's been a blast. This right now is Matt Redman with The Heart of Worship. When the music fades, all is stripped away. And I simply come. Longing just to bring something that's of worth. That will bless your heart. I'll bring you more than a song For a song in itself Is not what you have required You search much deeper within Through the way things appear You're looking into my heart I'm coming back to Heart of worship, and it's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I've made it. When it's all about you, it's all about you, Jesus. Every single breath I'll bring you more than a song For a song in itself Is not what you have required You search much deeper within Through the way things appear You're looking into my heart Cause it's all about you It's all about you
This episode of Songs That Change You was recorded on the land of the Ghana people. Each episode is produced, edited, and hosted by Aidan Grant. That's me. I'd like to also thank Zach Spencer for additional audio assistance and Pastor David Hall for helping support the show. If you like what you heard, please leave a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Or if you want to get in touch, maybe you have a guest suggestion or any kind of feedback, please email aidang at hotmail.com. Thanks for listening.